the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The intersection of our faith and the world is a battlefield. Strewn with debris of a fallen world, it challenges even the hardest souls. And yet, this intersection is the context of our faith. As courageous Christian warriors, we must navigate this difficult terrain in our personal walk and as we seek to bring Christ to those who are lost and struggling. And step into As a colonel in the Marine Corps Reserves with numerous combat deployments, Richard Mendelow has walked dangerous ground in peacetime and in war. Join us for the next 30 minutes as he and his guests shed light on this critical intersection on spiritual combat and on the rules of engagement for courageous Christianity. And here's your host, Richard Mendelow. Friends, welcome. Great to be back in the studio with my wingman, Christy Stratton, and we're talking about the intersection of our faith and the world on Courageous Christianity. If you're wondering why I call Christy my wingman, it's because one of my specialties in the Marine Corps was flying carrier-based attack jets, and you always have a wingman. You never go anywhere by yourself. And the Bible has a lot to say about that, that two are better than one. So we're happy to have you here, and today we're talking about the opportunity that we have in Christ. There are many ways to tell the story about courageous Christianity. We can say that it's the intersection of our faith and the world. We can say that it's about the choices that we make. We can say that it's about our faith in action. One piece of the story which is elemental, non-negotiable, unchanging, and common to whatever story you tell is that courageous Christianity is God's truth lived and spoken in love. On the way into the station today, as I thought about things, a scripture from Philippians chapter 2 came to me. It says, Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from His love, if any common sharing in the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. Friends, today we're talking about love, not because Valentine's Day is coming up, but because common to all the good that we can do is love spoken in truth, which lifts people up, shines a light on them, and shows them the way. I do have to say that as a colonel still serving in the Marine Corps Reserves, I have uh, these are my personal comments, and they do not necessarily represent the Department of Defense or the Department of the Navy. Let us pray together. Heavenly Father, though things seem complex, 
and oftentimes overwhelming, we know that in you we are victors. Help us to walk each day in love and compassion and strength as we encourage and lift up those around us. We pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. As I thought about the show this week, something occurred to me which I had said last week, which is that this is not high school. I was talking about that this isn't a popularity contest and the world is not going to like us shining a bright light into the darkness. The light has come into the world, but men prefer darkness over the light because their deeds were evil. So I said it's not high school, but in many ways... It's exactly like high school. So I thought about the fact that most of the people listening will have graduated from high school. More than likely, you'll have attended a couple reunions. Possibly you have children in high school or school. And we know it's difficult. And if you look at high school, you see this little microcosm, this small society where There's all kinds of different interests and talents and backgrounds and homes. And the kid who wants to be the manager of the basketball team and the kid who wants to play the tuba on the band and the guy whose heart lights up about math club and the athlete who's challenged on the field and learns and builds character there, it's it's really an amazing place. And if we look back on it now... With hindsight, I think a lot of our feelings would be very different from where they used to be. So you imagine you're back in high school and you've seen the way the world actually works. And you're walking the halls and you're talking to people. And you see the person who's down and you try to encourage them. And you see the person who's maybe on the edge of getting involved with the wrong crowd, drugs or alcohol, and you tell them, please don't do that, it's not going to go to a good place. Or, or maybe there's even a girl who's being leaned on by her boyfriend to go somewhere she doesn't really want to go. And so you speak your heart to these people because you're a visitor to the high school, you're, you've got nothing to lose, you've seen the world, you're not involved in popularity, You just care so deeply about all these different people. Well, I thought about the fact that one day we're all going to be, please God, in heaven. And we're going to look back on this life thing, and it's going to be very similar to our hindsight in high school. We're going to look back and we're going to say, I wish I'd have just said this. I wish I'd have spoken the truth about this or not done this or not worried about this. It wasn't about a bigger house or cars or any of that stuff. All of this is going to end one day and we're going to ask ourselves, where did we put our stock? Did we put our stock in things that rust and can be eaten by moths or did we put our stock in people? And so we're talking today about putting our stock in people, leading with our hearts and speaking God's truth. Christy, my wingman, 
Does that make sense to you, or is it just in my head that it makes sense? (laughs) No, it makes a lot of sense. You know, as I was, as you were kind of recounting that story, or I, I, I actually envisioned myself walking down the halls of right. high school. And as you actually shifted that perspective of versus what could have been happening and probably was happening in the actual high school halls, i.e. clicks, avoiding looks, you right. know, only going and being friends with someone because, oh, they were that person or what have you. Um, I actually took that perspective on and I don't know if you could see it but my, my my face started lighting up and I was smiling and I was smiling with love because I was envisioning seeing those people in the hallways with love and 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 then where my mind went as you kind of brought it back to today and it's a it's a, I think it's really good for us to look at because um you know a lot of people say on your deathbed not many people are going to be going, you know, I wish I worked another hour. Right. I wish I'd bought another car. And we say that, right? Um, but I, we don't get it because it's kind of intangible. But I think many, as you said, we could go back and look at high school. And, you know, I, I wrote down here, if I'd only had the word then, but I have it now. So right. what am I going to do with it? And I think that, to me, that's where I hear another, that intersection. It's what we do next world. that counts. Yeah. Yeah. So I, it's it's real. It, it <laughs> You're right. Real. I was just talking to somebody before I came in to uh, record this, and they were saying, with regard to the State of the Union address, that people want very much to keep their faith and their secular thoughts separate. And even Christians want the two things separate. And... It's mind-boggling to me because they're anything but separate. All the good that we can do hinges on our faith. Otherwise, by definition, we're in the world. And we know Scripture says, do not be conformed to the world. So we've said on your show, and I believe strongly, begin with the end in mind. So what do I want a listener to take away from this show today? What really matters? And I have a couple thoughts as we talk about beginning with the end in mind. What can I say that will be the greatest value to you in your lives? I think about the story of a man who fell in a hole and he's screaming for somebody to come and help him. And a doctor walks by, and he says, help me, help me. And the doctor writes a prescription and drops it in the hole. And the guy's like, well, that's not at all helpful. And he keeps yelling, and a priest walks by. And he says, help me, Father. And the priest says a couple Hail Marys and walks on. And then a Marine comes by, and the guy yells, help me, help me. And the Marine jumps in the hole. And the guy says, what'd you do that for? Now we're both stuck in the hole. And the Marine says, yeah, but I've been in this hole before and I know how to get out. Mm. So having walked the battlefield, having made plenty of mistakes, had plenty of opportunity staring out the windshield of an airplane to look back on my life and think about the things that I would do and differently. And I want you to take away a couple things from this show 
today and every day. Number one, we're loved by the creator of the universe. And he is a loving father, not a judgmental ogre. And our opportunity is in his love. Like we spoke about last week, the reckless love of God and our heart's response to that reckless love. It's not separate from the things that we do. It, it is the absolute essence of everything we do. The second thing is that our heart's response to God in love will define us and our world. Third, that we have an exciting opportunity before us and it rests on Jesus and the word of God as spoken in the Bible, not on man's beliefs, man's codification of that belief through religion, man's politics, any of that stuff. It's not man that, and our secular lives that define us. It's our faith that we bring to everything we do. And the absolute most important piece is that picking the right fight for the right reasons according to God's truth and with the right heart is critical. And when we do that, we cannot lose. So this love thing is real. Very real. Truth. Truth. You know, I, my mind typically goes to, um, as you said, my show earlier, uh, the Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton. And, you know, that's a, that can be a touchy subject, love, mm-hmm. <laughs> in the middle of a divorce, right? But, you know, the thing that, and in conversations we've had, is we're talking about something greater, bigger than, you know, as you might think, Valentine's. Any of us, individually. Right. And, and you said um, that that reckless love of God is, is everything, and that response to that love of God will define us. And that love of God is in his word, and that is the truth. And I think that's one thing where we hear love, and again, hearts and flowers, you'll hear me say that on my show, and that's not what we're talking about here that comes as a byproduct of it because you're wanting to give that to people. But what we're talking about is that, that truth and love. I'll, there's a song by, I think it's casting crowns and forgive me if I say the wrong sign, but I love you with the truth, not some made up version of the truth, but the courageous truth that's found in the Bible and God's word. And if we, you know, I'm, I'm always looking for, okay, then how do I, how do I walk stronger? How do I step into that battlefield? And and I love that you're going back to that word. And if we can continue just to commit to going back to the truth and the word, that's what I would want everyone to hear that they get out in addition is just go back to that word. That's a tactical step that they can take. Um, and I think it will lead you further and further to the, the truth and lead you away from maybe making up your own truth right we've said before then we're part of the problem yeah um speaking of the truth moment of truth promised you that in each show we would have a moment of truth where we spoke a scripture and looked at how it related to our discussion i've chosen a difficult one for today from matthew chapter 21 verses 28 through 31 a story which confuses a lot of people and on which there's a lot of opinion called the parable of the two sons scripture says 
What do you think? A man had two sons, and he went to the first and said, Son, go and work in the vineyard today. And the son answered, I will not. But afterward he had a change of heart, and he went. And he went to the second son and said the same. And the second son answered, I go, sir. But he did not. Which of the two did the will of his father? The disciples answered, the first. We look at this because the first son's initial obedience was flawed, but his heart's eventual response to his father was correct action. The second son said the right stuff, but his heart wasn't in it. What I take away from this as it relates to our discussion is that we are all flawed. We have all fallen short of the glory of God. We all make mistakes, and it is never too late to come to the Father through His Son, Jesus, with the change of heart. And all the good that we can do, all that is righteous, comes from that moment where we say, well, I may have said I'm not going uh, into the vineyard, but that's the wrong thing. My heart's reaction to this loving God is that I will do it, and I will be obedient, and that's where I can do my, my good today. So what we say doesn't matter if our heart's not in it. What we do doesn't matter if our hearts are wrong. Spiritual warfare requires alignment between means and ends. All we do must be done in God's truth and love and done the right way. So again, to reiterate, courageous Christianity is about the right fight, the right way, for the right reasons, with the right heart, and we only know this through Scripture. This has been a moment of truth. Christy, uh, moving toward our goodbye, we're talking about love, and we're picturing the halls of that high school. We're no longer scared as we walk through those halls because We really want things to be right because our kids are there and we want our kids to be treated kindly. And because we're in the world and we have our jobs and we've done our job interviews and so forth. And so it's kind of a freebie. And we're walking back in those walls. What are your thoughts? I like that you said it. It's kind of a freebie. that And and, uh, to really think through that, and I'd encourage everyone to think through that with us, is... So my thoughts are, I'd want to do better, right? But as I picture myself is, you know, looking for that person who might be withdrawn walking in the halls. And and I've heard you say this before, going up and say, how can I help? Not turning a cheek. That's love. Um, and, you know, I, I also go back to some of the moment of truth. And you said the second son was... Um, said the right things but his heart wasn't in it and there has to be alignment and I think that's the courageousness and it's never too late to get to do that so even if it might be scary to go up to someone you don't know which was scary in high school right it's not now because we have that love that truth in the word that if we have that that's courageous to step out it's never too late to go up to that person and say how can I help and show them that love um, we only have so much time, so we need to do this and for God. Right. And the thing is, Jesus said, do not be conformed to the patterns of this world. Yeah. 
do not be conformed to the patterns of that high school. I don't care if you like me. I'm going to walk in these halls. I'm going to care about people. I'm going to speak the truth. I'm not going to cheat on my tests. I'm going to try my hardest when I'm playing my sports, all of these things. I think it's a really helpful image for me, and I hope it is for you as well. As we say goodbye today, there's a story that resonates with me, and I call it the shepherd and the butcher. My pastor told it not as a story, just kind of an account of his trip to Israel. And he said that he was on a tour in Israel, and he saw a guy walking and whistling and singing, and a small flock of sheep was following the guy through the streets. And later on that day, he saw another flock of sheep, and behind that flock was a guy with a little switch, and he was uh, smacking the sheep left and right, keeping them going down the road. And he said to the tour guide, how come this morning the guy was walking in front of his sheep, and this afternoon the guy was walking behind the sheep? And the tour guide said, that first guy was a shepherd, and the sheep know the sound of his voice, and they know his song and his whistle, and he leads them in, into safety and cool water and, and green grass, and so they follow him. The second guy in the afternoon, he was the butcher, and he was driving the sheep to slaughter. So when you think of the opportunity that we have as Christians, we're not the guy in back telling everybody what to do because we're just not that perfect. The best we can do in love is to walk a good walk, be kind, compassionate, encouraging, speak the truth so that you don't lead people off a cliff. Don't watch people go off a cliff because you speak the truth. They will follow you because they will see what you have and they will want it for themselves. I love a verse from First uh, Peter which says, in chapter 2, verse 12, live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father on the day he visits us. So, in those halls of that high school, walking in truth, being kind, is such an amazing vision, such an amazing opportunity. I liken it to a saying that I have which says, wherever you are, do what you can where you are with what you have. According to the word of God, find a broom, pick a piece of the battlefield, and start sweeping in love. Bad is easy. Bad is cheap. Bad is always close at hand. Good is hard, and good will cost you. And good is a reach. This is a hard world, and love is often a reach. What I would ask is let's reach together with compassion in the truth, beyond what's easy, to do the hard stuff. I want to leave you with this scripture from Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewal of your mind 
that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. The will of God is courageous love. I'm so glad you joined Christy and me today. It's a blessing to speak to you and share your time as you go about lives filled with such promise. I look forward with excitement and hope to the opportunity that we have in each other in the truth according to God's word as we seek to do his will. I look forward to spending time with you every Saturday at 10.30 a.m. here on 100.7 FM KKHT on KKHT.com or on iHeartRadio. And if you want to know more about spiritual warfare from the military perspective, please read my book, Right Makes Might, 40 Days to Courageous Christianity. It's available on Kindle at Amazon and in paperback at rightmakesmike.com. I'm Richard Mandelow, and you've been listening to Courageous Christianity. God bless and semper fi.